0: He was an outstanding football player at John Tyler High School and later at Baylor University before embarking on a career in the NFL with Baltimore and Cleveland. I'm UT Tyler Radio News Director Mike Landis. Now he's back home in Texas with Deep East Texas Roots and UT Tyler Radio Connects with Tyler native Gary Baxter. What was it like watching a quarterback from White House put away your former Ravens team?
1: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. uh, It was... uh... It was. I was sad in the moment, and I, I, was, I was not doing well, but I was happy for him. Uh, it's one of those bitter, sweet moments, right? So I was bitter because we was losing, <laughs> but it's also sweet because I also like to see someone from East Texas do well, too. So I was having a little mixed emotional day. <laughs> I get that. I totally do.
0: I mentioned that you were a standout player at John Tyler and Baylor. You're in the Tyler ISD Sports Hall of Fame, the Baylor Hall of Fame. Knee injuries pretty much cut any hopes of an NFL Hall of Fame bid, right?
1: Yes, you know, but you know, I, I I it's a funny thing you say that because when I was young, I used to always uh pray and say, God, I just want to be in the hall of fame. I want to be in the hall of fame, I want to be in the hall <laughs> of fame. And then I got in the hall of fame in high school, I got in the hall of fame in college, and then I realized I said, God. I wasn't specific. I should have said the NFL <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> and I just say, you know what? I take it. I love it. And it's just the more to the story is. Whenever you pray to God, be very specific. Be be careful what you ask for that's, that's and right. be very specific. But, yes, it's a great thing,
0: though. Now, when those outside of professional sports see athletes sign contracts for millions of dollars, many think, boy, that guy is set for life. But it's not that easy, is it?
1: No, it's not that easy. You got Uncle Sam. You got some taxes you got to pay. You got some agents you got to pay. You got some past bills you got to pay. So, And then you also got to be really good at just managing. Money because you know it's not you you're getting that money all up front, but that is supposed to go over your lifetime. You know your family, so you really want to be careful. So it's not all what you think it is, and if it's whatever you get, just half it, put it in half, because Uncle Sam wants half. Well, now
0: when those outside of professional sports see athletes uh, such as yourself uh, have their career end like yours did in Cleveland in two thousand eight. What kinds of projects and endeavors have you been involved in since?
1: Oh, a great question. So, I, uh, you know, I went back to school and I decided to get into business. I think uh, once you play professional sports, I tell all athletes this. You know, your name, your last name is a walking billboard, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, once you get done, I think you, you have the drive, you have the discipline, you have the principles and, and the drive to get up and go every day. It's just not doing any sports now. So now you have to take that and transition that over. Over to the business world, and it's parallel to the sports world. You got to still stay disciplined, be on time, work hard, and just try to maneuver people. But at the same time, those skills and those qualities that you learn from sports, you apply them to the business world, and then great things happen. So for me, I decided to get into real estate. I wanted to get into commercial real estate. I wanted to learn about business. I started learning about business infrastructure, business administration, and, you know, some of the ups and downs that a lot of people and businesses that uh, had very great success and then they went through turmoil, right? They went down. So how did they come out of that? So those are the stories that I learned and then getting into it. And and the best teaching in business is you got to get in. I tell people. You ain't been in business until you had to meet payroll. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: That's the truth. (laughs) Right. Any small business person will tell you that one.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. When you meet payroll, you're in business and then you really get the green from uh, you get you just get going and you really understand it. But it's just been it's been a blessing to me, you know, get to meet new people and just do things that, you know, that you love to do.
0: Now, in that time, I also understand that you were involved in radio with the Ravens and the Browns. Do you think that at some point you'd like to work in the broadcast booth as a profession?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love radio. You know, sports is uh, uh, always is exciting. And then that allowed me to get into radio. Um, I love radio. I love radio more than TV. I tell people that. And because it's just something about radio when you're talking about radio, just like me and you having a conversation right now. Uh, you can do that. But on TV, you really can do that. And people, it's not always going to be in front of your TV. People are everywhere. So listening to radio, you can really connect with people. And people want to hear from you. You, you. It's really hard for people to, to connect with you on TV because it's so quick. It's so fast. But mm-hmm. radio, we can have a conversation this segment and then come back next segment and a segment another segment after that and really connect with people. So that's the reason why I love radio so much versus TV. Well, oh, wanna buy a radio station? <laughs> Are you thinking about it? Well, you know, anything's possible. I am an entrepreneur, so uh, you know, this is uh, my passion, my love. And uh I tell people if sports was my passion and my love, and this is also my passion and my love. I'm a communication major at Baylor, so you never know. You just never know. Mm-hmm. I might be I might be buying something. Maybe I might look into it and invest into it.
0: Well makes sense to me. At one point, weren't you part of an effort to help other athletes who had been sidelined by injuries? I mean, after all that you went through 2006 to 2008 and trying to come back and and that bad knee, that sort of thing. Yes. Tell tell me about that.
1: Well, you know, uh, one of the things that Us as athletes, we train our bodies. We get our bodies ready to go and perform at the highest level. So, But then what happens, you got all these beautiful facilities out here that uh, you can go to and train and work out at. But then when you get hurt, right? So when you get hurt or something happens, then where are the facilities at that we can go to? It's not like a regular facility because we're high performance, right? We're really training and very specific. So we need to go have a facility that's very specific for us in our injuries and so we didn't have that and so yes i was uh one of the pioneers of trying to uh put one of those facilities together and and start the guys to talk about life after the game right so you know we're great athletes when we're young, you 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 know, you're 20 years old, you're 30 years old. But what happens when you're 40 and 50 and 60 years old, right? So what do those challenges look like as an athlete? Because we beat our bodies up, we put our bodies through extreme stress and, and, and rigorous pressure. And so what do we look like when we're 40, 50, 60 years old? And so... Um, those are the things that we was looking at doing, and still, still doing as well. Still doing some research on that as well.
0: well let me ask you something: when you, when you see a young player, um, sometimes you know right out of high school or, or just barely in college, and they're really a standout. I mean, they are quite amazing. Do you see them? Do you see them being taken care of if they make that leap to professional football?
1: Well. The game is changing, just like everything is technology, the game. Everyone's communicating, uh, and science. Right? I mean, you gotta, you gotta really. I tell people, training when we was training back then, training today is totally different than when you have older guys back, to tall Jones when they was training, right? Yeah, right. So those guys, Emmitt Smith and Tony Dorsett, was training totally different than how you would have an Adrian Peterson or someone training today, right? So it's totally different because of the technology. But I will say that, you know, with the advancement of technology training, data science, there's AI in sports, right? How many how many sports injuries that certain people get, why, when, and what kind of training that they're doing. We're marking and writing all that stuff down and, and using videos and capturing all that. So That AI is helping us to train better, smarter, and then using – there's a lot of chips, right? There's a lot of sensors that uh, you're putting in your helmets, in your shoulder pads, or in your clothes, on your body, so you could tell how hot your body's getting, how much sweat, how much water, you know, so – those uh, what I call KPIs, key pointer indicators, in in the sports data world, is helping to advance the sports and uh, helping to prevent injuries. And last thing I will say, that data that helps athletes also helps the general public as well. For those people to get athlete type injuries from your weekend warriors or people who are active from running, jogging, or swimming, whatever the case may be. Well, they're still athletes. They might not just be competing where people can see, but they have athlete injuries. And so that data helps the general population as well.
0: I'm a football fan, but my wife is really a football fan. Okay, And she has noted any number of times in, in an NFL game that we've watched uh, uh, on a given weekend, and she'll say, my gosh, those guys hit harder. And they, I mean, they don't get up right away. And it seems like it's it's tougher as a guy who was out there on the field 20 years ago i mean now you look back at it and do you do you see what she's seeing is it tougher out there these days
1: actually i'm going to say i'm going to say the opposite okay and the reason why i say the opposite and here's and i'm going to give you a little insight the reason why i say the opposite i mean those guys are still running faster they're 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 running into each other and the, the collisions are real right the collisions are real but the difference is, is, I think we was tougher because we did actual two practice a day, which you used to hear called tour days, right? Mm-hmm. These guys don't do that anymore. And it's more for safety prevention and trying to make the game better. But at the same time, you're making the game better. These guys are, when they're getting hit, they're running into each other very fast and hard, yep. uh they're not uh they don't sustain the injuries. I mean, we just didn't get hurt like that because I think we made ourselves tougher and we 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 condition ourselves for that physicality type of impact. And so when you don't hit or you don't run into each other all the time and you only save that when it's on game days, then yes, you see the injuries happening more and you're mm-hmm. seeing the guys getting up slower versus when we were doing it I mean, we was used to it. We was kind of, you know, our, we hardened our bodies uh, for the game. So it really didn't affect us. At the time, you know, we didn't know we was hardened our bodies. But I have to look back and say, I'm glad we did that. Because if we didn't, I couldn't imagine just going out on Sundays and, or Saturdays or Sundays and then just playing right away and just running into someone for the first time and not really feeling that impact and then getting my body used to it
0: well it's also important too to see the the advent of the uh the uh the protocols for concussion uh and and that pulls players out pretty quickly too but it's it's i mean now we're beginning to see and i'm sure that you have people that you've known over the years that have gone through this uh, the issues of concussions and maybe the issues that they faced later on in life
1: well and you know i think now we are more aware of the concussions and and uh, we want to do more precaution uh, measures and things like that to help the athlete and improve the game as well. And then try to study what is the long term impact of that. Right. So we're now kind of seeing some of that. And so uh, as as. You- to know the future, you got to know, know the history, right? So we're seeing the history, what guys went through, the older guys went through, and now we're kind of understanding, have a better understanding of the future, which is allowing the NFL to put these rules in place to try to protect the game and try to protect the players and try to curve some of the things that are happening with a lot of our older guys and, and older players. But I, I think it's, you know, you, you're talking about football, right? This is a gladiator sport. This is a sport that, you know, you have human beings running into each other full speed. Uh, so, you know, it's it's you do your very best, but at the end of the day, we are running into each other.
0: That's, that's part of what it's all about. Now, what kinds of things are you looking for for your future back here in Texas now that you've been back for a while?
1: Well, you know, I always like to make my community better, as always. You know, I always try to... Uh make your community better than you found it, and just give back and try to find out ways to reach the young kids uh you know technology is changing a lot of things right so um, I'm used to being sociable with people, and now you got the younger generation they like to be on their iPhone or their phone or their device, and they're not really sociable right they're not they just so I try to go back and give them an example. Uh, yes, I've been there, I've done that, and I'm still trying to look what's, no, what's next, you know. Keep going, keep improving, and always trying to give back and, and try to feed that back into the community, but really invest in the community and try to create jobs. That's what I want to do.
0: Thanks for listening as UT Tyler Radio connects with ex-NFL player and native Tylerite Gary Baxter. To share, listen again, or for a transcript of this interview, visit our website, uttylerradio.org. To be notified about future episodes, subscribe to UT Tyler Radio Connects on your favorite podcast platform. For UT Tyler Radio News, I'm Mike Landis.